welcome to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. Today's guest is Dr. Evelyn Edney, principal of the Early College High School in Dover, Delaware, and a member of the National Association of Secondary School Principals Board of Directors. Dr. Edney joins me to talk about the value of connecting with everyone inside your school building and out, along with the importance of advocacy at the principal level. Before we jump in, Remember, you can support our podcast by leaving a five-star review with your favorite podcast player or by clicking on the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show description or by visiting principlesofsuccess.com. Now on to today's episode. Evelyn and you, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am super excited. This has been a long-awaited recording, so I'm, I'm happy to have this space with you today. Thank you so much. All right. Before we dive into all the questions I want to ask you, because I have a lot to ask you this morning, I really am curious for you to tell me and the audience a little more about you. I was born and raised in the uh, Bristol, PA uh, area, just North Philadelphia. I'm an avid Philly sports fan. Can't wait for my Eagles tonight. Uh, I went through the Philadelphia Catholic uh, school system. Landed at the University of Delaware, majoring in English and education and became an English teacher, track and field coach. And then um, after I taught, I became a student activities coordinator for a year, which was a really great and very fun job. In some ways, I feel like I'm still doing that. (laughs) And then I became an administrator. I participated in a couple of administrative internship programs in the district I was in at the time. And that kind of really made me want to dive into school uh, leadership. So I then became an assistant principal for about five years and then became a principal at Howard High School of Technology in Wilmington, Delaware, and then became a supervisor of school operations in the school district for about a couple of years in there. And I Mm. really a little far removed from students that I wanted to be. So I went back into being a principal and went to uh, Dover High School for three years, an incredible three years I had there being able to work on a uh, 300,000 square feet building, a brand new building, a construction project. I probably know more about conduits than I care to tell you about, (laughs) but it was a really great experience. Uh, Left there and then landed where I am now, the early college school at Delaware State University. I've been there for the past eight years. Uh, When I landed there, it was in year two of the school's existence. Mm. So I've spent the last eight years of my life helping to grow the school system. That's amazing. So I'm hearing athletics, I'm hearing construction, I'm hearing a mix of things that (laughs) that led you to the point you were at now. So when we talked in our pre-chat, there came across the theme of that just leadership since the moment you were little, always a leader. So what do you think the leadership lessons learned in your youth helped you prepare for today? Um, I'm one of those and people, not an or people, always including others 
you know, in anything I was doing, I made sure that no matter what I was doing, I was a student council president, president of my class all the years and in high school and just always, I don't think I belonged to any one group. I just Mm. belonged to everybody. And I just wanted to always be that type of leader where I was fully including anyone and everyone and learning all I can about them. Mm -hmm. How does that show up in your leadership today? I'm the same way. I mean, I think when you teach, you you have a classroom full of students and it's your job as a teacher to get to know every single one of those students, because if you get to know them personally, it helps you know how they tick and how they learn. And I think that with an administration and school leadership, your classroom's just bigger. And uh, you have to make sure that, you know, you're feeding your teachers. What's that book? Feed the teachers so they don't eat the children. Mm -hmm. So I make sure that I'm constantly, you know, I know my teachers very well. I know their families and family lives and I know what's important to them. And that helps them be the teachers that they are, the staff members that they are. And it's important that everyone on my staff feels like they are a part of the teaching and learning of our students. I don't care who you are. Everybody's responsible for the learning of our students. And so we, we, I kind of preach that and I've been doing that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I I found about you, a word that kept popping up when I I Googled you, right? I Googled my guests to get some information. (laughs) The word connector, she's a connector. What does that mean to you? I mean, it's important to just be a people person. I mean, you know, people say that relationships are the most important thing. And I I honestly believe that. I think it's important that people um, get to know each other and and be genuine about it. I mean, when Mm -hmm. I meet people, I I honestly am genuinely happy to meet them at that moment, you know, and it's important that, you know, you keep those relationships going. And then later on, you never know when you're connecting people or connecting with people. I I think I know every principal in the state of Delaware. I think, you know, I know some of our legislators pretty well. And, you know, if you get to know them in a different realm, it's, you know, when you need to sit down at the table and talk about things that matter, it's important to have that background relationship. I'm really big on just relationships and and being a people person. Mm Mm-hmm. What suggestions would you come as you're talking? I can tell it's really natural for you. And I'm thinking about those that are introverted, shy. It's hard to make those initial connections, especially when you're new. What suggestions would you give to folks as they're thinking about that everyone matters mantra, how to connect with everyone, even going outside of your building and making those connections? What thoughts do you have about that? With introverts doing yeah, that or with me? Just anyone kind of outside their, their school, what and how and who should they be maybe connecting with? I, you know, you may not believe this, but when I was younger, I was very shy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't talk to people. I was completely shy. I don't know where this, <laughs> this came from. I found my voice one day and I, I haven't shut up since, but um, it's really just the people I connect with. Like sometimes, you know, it's their turn to be that person shining and out there and talking and leading. And your job is to just sit and listen and, and just be that support. So I guess learning, you know, when to be the leader and when to, you know, be the person sitting and listening, that's a huge thing for a, a leader. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the big roles you have or had, I can't remember, but the NASSP Policy and Advocacy Team. Tell me a little bit about that because I'm seeing a connection between reaching outside of your campus and connecting throughout the state and the word advocacy. From the time I became an administrator, I I always joined the Delaware Association of, at the time it was secondary school principals. And uh, 
somewhere along the lines, I eventually became the president of the organization within our state. And I remember it back in, I think it was 2008, I uh, had a meeting with, I, I called for a meeting with the president of the then Delaware Associa- Association of elementary school principals. And I said to him, look, our state is too small on a map for us to have two different principal organizations. We should get together and create one voice. And so we did. And now our association is called the Delaware Association of School Principals. We have everyone involved in that organization. And within it, I I mean, from the time I have been in education, I have been a part of NASSP in some way. Um, Back when I was a teacher, I was a student council advisor So I attended the National Student Council conferences all of the time. I then, they asked me to to teach in the national leadership camps back uh, when I was in my 20s and young and just loving leadership in that way and got to work with some of the best students in the country at leadership camps for a week somewhere in nature. It was really great. And then from there, just, you know, as I became a principal, I started seeing my role change just a little bit. It was just, you know, we, we need to have voice. And it's so important that everyone feels like they have a voice. And if they're not the one who wants to be the one using the voice to at least be represented by someone who will. And so I became a member of NASSP back then. And then as a member of the Delaware Association School Principals, I would attend the NASSP leadership I mean, advocacy conferences. They're usually sometime in February or March every year. This year it's in March. I'll be attending it again. And uh, what we do is, is we go and join with the National Elementary School Principals Association. And it, it makes sense for all of the principals to get together. And our Delaware team, we organize meetings so that we're going to meet with our um, congressional team, uh, delegation rather. We meet with our senators and our congresswomen and be able to you know, advocate for schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, in particular, of course, school leaders, but we're advocating for education and everyone within it. And so um, we get to go and, and kind of talk through things that are plaguing principals at this time and make sure that they hear about it. And if there, you know, there's a way that they can help us. I mean, I'm lucky in Delaware, I have the best congressional delegation on the planet. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir when I go to speak to them. But they listen and they hear us and they take that with them when they're voting on things that matter for education. And, and to be able to sit in that kind mm-hmm. of room is, is phenomenal. And I, I, I love doing it. I love advocating for education. Yeah, I think um, advocacy is such an important part of our work that often gets neglected. I don't know if it's because the job is so isolating and we're one of a few on a school campus and maybe that's why we don't pay enough attention to it, but it's helpful to know there are people doing the work on behalf of our leadership. I'm really curious as you were talking when you say you you know you've gone you've talked a little bit about some of the the barriers for principals right now. What are some of the things that have come up in those advocacy talks that you've spoken about in terms of the life of a principal? Um, if you want to meet a stressed individual, you meet a school leader. Right. We, uh, we went through COVID. We're the only principals to be able to say we went through a pandemic for two years and it's still ongoing, but it's not as, you know, as bad as it was a couple of years ago, but to live through that. And the only way we were able to do so was to band together and just talk to each other and be able to connect with each other. And um, we were able to, you know, once we were able to come outside, we were able to go back to Washington and be able to talk to our congressional delegations about what it is that's plaguing us. We're we're stressed. We, you know, we, we need help. 
we we have teacher shortages right now. I mean, you know, when people when the world right. shut down, everything shut down, and then mm-hmm. it became very hard for educators to want to stay in this profession. And we're going to have a severe not only teacher shortage, but if you don't have teachers, you don't have future school right. leaders, and so that's going to become a a really big problem in a few years if we don't do something about it. And so those are some of the things that mm-hmm. we're we're doing uh, talking about. We're talking about you know catching students up that you know that was a really hard time for that loss of learning during the COVID time. And so we're still, you know, playing catch up with Mm -hmm. that and being able to have the right people in the right place. And if you have a teacher shortage, you don't have always have the right people in the right place. And you're trying to make do with what you have, but you need help. So that's, those are the kinds of things that we, we talk about with our legislators. What um, are some of the outcomes you've seen? Have you seen your discussion points translate into action on behalf of the legislators, I'm curious, what are the outcomes? Yes, I mean, the ESSER funding was was huge mm-hmm. for everyone. There, there was this influx of money that came into everyone's states, and we were able to use that money to help with creating after-school programs or even during-the-day programs and ways to bring in other personnel to help us get students caught up and kind of get them back to where they need to be so that they're able to, you know, go into this world and uh, be able to be good citizens and, and be able to be good students if they're moving on to a higher ed program. Yeah. I want to speak a little bit about folks finding opportunities to advocate within their state. You spoke about Delaware. I'm in California. In California, through our state association, AXA, we have a Ledge Action Day uh, where educators can come on a specific couple days here in Sacramento our capital, and we talk about two or three main key points, and we make appointments with our local legislators at the state capitol. They give us time, and we speak to these focus issues that we do each year. It's been around funding, early childhood education, um, social-emotional, mental health needs, class size. There's been a, a number of issues that we go in and we do, and also our state association helps us Talk about a localized support for advocacy. Who are your local leaders? How do you get them involved, invite them to school and things like that? So you speaking to Delaware and sharing a little bit about California, I would encourage those listening to talk to your state associations and see what opportunities they have for you to get involved with advocacy. It's very key. I mean, I'm I mean, lucky I am in a tiny little state because we can meet with our secretary of education every single month. Yeah, I actually uh, am in a charter school right now. So I sit with my charter leaders in our liaison group and speak to our secretary of education. And I also sit on the Delaware Association of School Principals liaison group, and we speak to the Secretary of Education once a month. He and I are sitting in a room. We're the only two who are in both those groups. Um, And they're pretty much saying the same things because we're all school school leaders when it all matters. But it's really great to be able to just start there with our Secretary of Education or our Deputy Secretary of Education. The two of them are actually going to be at my school building on Monday morning because they're trying to get around to all the schools and and really try to understand what school programs are like and what students are going through. And I love that they'll come to, you know, do those grassroots level work. I also love that if you, if you ask one of your district representatives or senators to to come to your school, they will Mm -hmm. come, you know, people just have to ask. 
And if they're they're nearby and they have the time, they will work that out and they will come. I, I do find that we're lucky that they will definitely come to schools to find out what we're about. I know that our Delaware State Chamber of Commerce also sponsors principal for a day. So mm-hmm. we either have some legislator or some CEO of a big corporation in our buildings and they come and and just spend a day with us to see yeah. what life is like as a principal. You know, when they come, I make them do bus duty, lunch <laughs> duty, the school announcements, you name it. I want them to have the full full gamut of what we do during the course of the day so they can just kind of understand more what we're all going through. Yeah, that was going to be my next question for you is how do you prepare for those school visits? Do you um, walk them classrooms, but you throw them in there. You say, let's let's get some things done. <laughs> I do. I mean, there are ones. I mean, Monday they're coming and we are, we're going to go visit my middle school and we're going to go visit my high school. And we're just going to walk around and I'm just going to let them see what they see. They can go in any rooms they want to. I just tell my staff and the students, hey, we're going to have some visitors, give them a big hornet hello. And that's the only prep we need because I don't, we don't have anything to hide and I want them to see what we do every single day. Those more concentrated ones, like the one I was mentioning um, when we have the the uh, principal for a day program. I mean, I remember way back when, when uh, our now Senator Coons was the uh, county executive right in my county where I live. And he came in to do that. He never, ever forgets that. And when I go visit him now on Capitol Hill, <laughs> he remembers and says, you, you know what? You gave me bus duty one time and lunch duty. And he always chuckles about that. So it, it's kind of fun, you know, and you can you can really, you know, get to know your legislators. But the, the important piece is that they get to see your school and see, you know, yeah. what students are doing every single day. Right. So if someone's listening and they say, I want to learn more about NASSP advocacy or advocacy in general, is there a specific site on the NASSP um, website they can go to? They can go right to NASSP.org and there is an advocacy button. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a great guy at NASSP by the name of Greg Waples, who's in charge of all of the advocacy work and organizing all of us when we, we come down to Capitol Hill. Um, but there's great information on there on how you can, you know, advocate, get, you know, do your advocacy efforts in your own state. But you can also find out some of the national trends that are out there as well. So, yeah, that would be really great to do that. And I assume NAESP probably has the same. Absolutely, they do. Uh, the one really good thing that I'm so excited to see now, I'm actually on the NASSP board. And uh, I, it's so wonderful to see Ron Nazoy, our um you know, chief executive officer, be able to be out there with the leader of NAESP. Those two are like brothers from another mother. And that hasn't always been there. There's been some kind of weird contention between the two organizations, but I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. And we are learning to do things together, which is so important. Mm. Uh, We're going to be having a, not this summer, but the following summer, we're going to have a joint uh, principals conference in the summer. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Shout out to both organizations as well. I, Stumbled across them a few years ago, maybe maybe five years ago, um, have been to both of their conferences. I've learned so much, and I would encourage folks to, to check them out. So thank you for sharing all about that. Advocacy is so, so important. Absolutely. All right, Evelyn, we are going to jump into our fast five. So this is how we close out our episodes, just to get to know a little more about you. Um, one word or sentence responses to these favorite leadership book. Um, I would say Excellence Through Equity by Pedro Noguera. Love him. Love everything he does. Agreed. Favorite app. 
Um, the Calm app. I always need to kind of just take a breath every now and again. All right. Best Amazon find for work. A second monitor. <laughs> I need to see everything all at one time. So it's really great to have two monitors on my desk. <laughs> yes. Amen. Okay. Favorite song to put you in a good mood. Uh, I love music. So um, anything with a positive message, but I, I'm a, a lover of R&B love ballads. <laughs> anything like that will make me in a great mood. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Last one. One tip you would tell your first year principal self. Um, it's always been about the people. Get to know the people, love the people, take care of the people. And the rest of school will just kind of fall into place. Mm-hmm. Great advice. All right. If listeners want to connect with you, how should they do so? Where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Dr. Evelyn A. Edney. You can go on our school's uh, Facebook page, uh, Early College School at Delaware State University. And I'm always on there. And my email address is evelyn.edney at ecs.k12.de.us. Fantastic. Evelyn, thank you so much for your time. I super appreciate the time, but also um, the focus on advocacy. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. A huge thank you to Evelyn for sharing the value of advocacy with all of us. It's a topic we don't explore enough, yet so critical to our current and future work. If you want to get involved and not sure where to start, check out your state principals association or feel free to reach out to Dr. Edney to help get you started. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.